0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Pilot Network Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and I've got something fun to continue talking to you about in our series of Airline 101. We'll call this Lecture 3 because I am just talking at you and not with you, which is a shame because I would love to have these interactions face-to-face, which we'll be doing April 22nd through the 24th. Woof, perfect plug time. TPNX in Orlando. I hope you can join us. If you have any interest, head over to pilotnetwork.com backslash TPNX, or you can just click on the link and start to get your ducks in a row to come join us. Major airlines will be attending this event, as well as several vendors. It'll be a lot of fun and a lot of information passed and a chance for maybe you to go out there and grab the job of your dreams. Who knows? We'll see what goes on. So lecture 3, let's get down to brass tacks. This part of the series is all of the other stuff that starts to happen after you knock out the monthly grind that you're going to be in part of now. All uh, a bit a lot of fun, but also it can be Of a grind at times this is goes after the hiring and the indoc and all the training that you go through you start to get into your schedule you'll start to run into pieces and parts of this job which will cause you to make a decision there's a lot of forks in the road the biggest one most likely uh, for you is going to be to upgrade or not this is a conversation that i have all the time with my friends we're all in that, in that realm at our airline. We're, we're able to upgrade with some relative seniority in certain places, depending on the domicile and the equipment. So we have this discussion regularly. And one of the things that you must debate internally with your friends, with your colleagues, is why would I upgrade versus why wouldn't I? And this is one of the most beautiful parts of the, airline life is you can truly debate so many topics within this little space and the way I look at this is the money versus time versus whatever the hell else you want to throw in there so let, let's take a look at my interpretation of all this and the way I view it I am a big quality of life schedule guy and uh, but I want to balance that with a, with a, a healthy paycheck so I can put a lot of money away now into different varying activities that i do I, on this podcast i've talked about real estate and doing voiceover work and stuff with the pilot network and other things that we're trying to do to kind of increase those revenue streams so i'm not completely dependent on that one employer for the rest of my career in life <laughs> actually so I, I kind of balance things out. And the way I did it is this. So I'm on I'm an international fleet at my airline and I'm relatively junior on said international fleet. I could be actually be more senior as a captain on uh, some narrowbody fleets in one of our um, lesser domicile, lesser uh, uh, desirable domiciles for some. And after weighing the options, I could make a significant amount more money, maybe in the neighborhood of like probably close to thirty or maybe even forty percent. If I would pick up premium trips and all that kind of stuff, but my workload and and pain tolerance would have my pain tolerance have to go way up as well as my workload and my time off and a threshold for doing stuff that I wanted to do outside of aviation and outside of the job would go way down. Uh, I I would have to do a lot more. Kind of like that three to four leg day stuff. A lot of non non commutability because of the the domicile and my commuting um, aspects and capabilities going into and out of that domicile from Milwaukee, where where I commute out of, and it would be uh, it would be challenging. Um, so I would spend more nights, I, and I kind of base everything on nights away from home instead of days because there's days where I get home way early from a trip. Uh, and then there's times where I don't get home until much later in the evening. So I always base it on nights away. So if I have two six day trips, I look at that as I'm 10 nights away from the family. And, and that kind of is my threshold. Once I start going past that, I better, I better have a good reason for it, uh, money wise or whatever. If I, if I were to upgrade, I would actually have to spend significantly more nights away from home uh, because of the commutability for some of these narrow body trips. Now some guys and gals out there really want to chase the money and and I do think that there is a time and a place for this and, and if I were in a different uh facet of my life if it was just my wife and I I was a little younger no kids I would have upgraded and I would be uh just slamming that and getting uh getting as much money as I could uh and spending the time away that I know I can because well frankly we don't have any kids uh, running around and asking for dad all the time. Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on how you wanna look at it, that's not the case. Um, and I wanna spend more time at home and less time in the cockpit. And with my military career wrapping up, I know that I'm not gonna be able to utilize that those military days to go out and fly a local and stay current and do those kind of things at the unit, which may, if if I desire to do that over an airline trip, yes, I'm gonna lose a lot of pay, but if I desire to do that, that actually keeps me at home. So it's kind of a nice thing. But those days are coming to an end. And I, honestly, I don't really use it that much anymore to uh, overlap. I, I normally try to separate the two out because of the the pay discrepancy. and, and so I'm, I'm really trying to balance that time off versus pay. Now I, like I said, I could work every day. you know, I could let's say I could do 18, I could do um, 15 nights away as a domestic pilot. Um, and then do something like another six or seven days at the garden, my days off. And around that time, now I'm working like 24 to 25 days a month. And, uh, and that's all I'm doing. And that to me, there is that I have no interest in that. That's a lot. That's too much time away from my family. Not enough time to play dad, maybe someday in the future, that will be more uh, something that I want to do. The kids are older; they don't want uh, They don't want dad around. You know, the other off to college, whatever the case is. But right now, that's not that's not the dream uh, scenario. There's there's other ways to work at home, uh, and we'll talk about this in another in an f- upcoming uh, lecture series on Airline One Hundred One about other ways to start generating that revenue stream. So you don't have to just depend upon the company that you work for, or the military, or both of those two combined to not only pay your bills, but to set you up for having your own options and, and desires later on down the road, i.e., hey, I'm going to reduce the amount of flying. I work for the company. Yes, that, that's a possibility. We talked a little bit about that with like leaves and stuff. Those are all options that you may, uh, you're gonna wanna give yourself later down, uh, later on down the road. Again, this is all just my opinion, one man's opinion. And this is kind of the solution I've come up to, or I've come up with for myself is to stay on the wide body as an FO for as long as I can, um, even though my seniority is not great on that, I still have a few more options because of the just the way the schedule builds out. There's there's a certain length of trips. There's very few one and two day trips that that populate the uh, the open time board, the open board of the schedule, and normally those are snapped up pretty fast by people who are not commuters. Being at roughly eighty five to 80 percent uh, in seniority, which that would mean is there's 80 to 85% of the seniority list in my category is above me. So I'm on the bottom 20%. Uh, even with that said, I can hold a line generally relatively easily most months. Uh, it's actually harder to bid reserve in the winter, uh, because people generally bid reserve in the winter with more of a chance of not actually, uh, getting called out for trips. Summer is a little bit different, uh, but still real senior guys will still bid that, that reserve line or, or that reserve, um, schedule so they don't necessarily get called out as much plus they have more vacation that they can play around with where i don't i don't have those options yet but that said though i i know that i can commute like i can if i do sit reserve i can sit reserve from home so i'm getting not only paid but i'm getting paid to sit at home and maybe i'll get uh converted um because my company converts to short call a couple times a month can go up to a certain number i think it's six or seven depending on the month uh, but, but, normally it's not that many. So, okay, maybe I have to go to the airport for a day and sit, but if it's in the middle of January and I get to be home the rest of the month, although that's not ideal. I mean, January is not the greatest month to be stuck in Wisconsin. Um, it's still, uh, it's better than being gone for, you know, several days or sitting reserve in, in domicile, which I will say is one of the toughest things to do for a new hire. Uh, especially if you're... Out on the eastern seaboard, or you're up, um, you're up in San Francisco, or something like that. Uh, that is very hard when you have to sit for five or six days away from the family on reserve, and you don't get utilized. It's that that can be a little brutal. So I, I do uh, I I understand where guys may have not necessarily enjoy that, but that, this is what the, the my solution was to stay on this. stay in the wide body category, um, and wait to upgrade until it's something that I really want to do. Timing is right in my life, or stay on the right seat of the wide body until I can upgrade into the left seat of the wide body, and then the money is uh, significantly greater. And I'm still sitting and doing the same kind of trips, albeit I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be junior for life. But that that's that's something that we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Right now, uh, I'm very happy where I'm at, and I think when you start to look at being your relative happiness and and where you and the family can best make the decision on on how to arrange your schedule and and go through your career. And and again, this all depends. If you're a retired military person, you have no military uh, on the side, you have tons of side businesses, uh, or if you're just, you're going out there to uh, kill it every single month and fly max credit and pick up premium like crazy, that is the best part of this whole airline life thing. So your solution might be totally different to mine. And, and these different strokes for different folks are what make this wonderful, makes it, I think, one of the best jobs you can ever have because you get to truly choose your own adventure month to month, year to year, uh, and then throughout the duration of your career. You can park yourself, or excuse me, you, you you don't have to park yourself if you don't want to, and we'll get into that in a second here. You can bounce around from domicile to domicile, uh, depending on how many times you have those kind of bids per year. Per year, if if your company would bid every quarter, you can say, ah, oh, you know, if if you're senior enough, I want to be uh, I want to be skiing in the winter and playing golf in the summer. Uh, boom, you can do that kind of stuff. That that's what truly makes it great. You can you can choose your own adventure, be your own contractor, uh, and 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 really never do uh, the same thing as the person sitting next to you. And that that's kind of what makes it so unique and interesting. Um, one of the things, so I, I mentioned parking yourself and this is where I, I'll I'll pull back a little bit from that. Choose your own adventure and bounce around as much as you want. I, I, I think that in, in the, um, in all matters of transparency and and being totally honest with all you folks out there who are just new to this game, another thing that you kind of have to look to is setting yourself up for the future. And I mean this, uh, just like you would do in saving for your retirement. Kids College Fund, Rainy Day Fund, all that good stuff. You you take that semi-seriously. You put some money aside. You have that little nest egg built up. The same thing, although it, it's in parallel, it's not directly uh, analogous to, to that, is where you want to be in the airline. if um, If the music stops and you have decided that you want to stay on the right seat of the Blankety blank, narrow body seven thirty seven. Because you have great seniority, you're killing it on trips. You can make great money with premium. And all of a sudden, another black swan event happens. The economy tanks, and we go into recession. Uh, concessionary contracts, all that stuff. And there's no, um, there's there's really no. You don't get furloughed necessarily. But you can't upgrade any longer and now you're stuck on a concessionary contract with less pay, less premium time, less ability to make that up. One of two things, either A, don't outlive your, uh, or don't um, outspend what your your finances are, what your income is. That's pretty obvious. Have a budget. Or B, put yourself in a situation where you have that nice, uh, nice overlap, nice cross of, quality of life versus uh, financial uh, happiness. And I think for some folks, it's upgrading to the, the left seat and staying as captain because you may stay uh, in that left seat, even if there's recession and uh, concessionary contracts in, uh, uh, in the future for your airline, if something falls, uh, if, you know, if, if the economy falls flat on its face. And me personally, that's why I chose where I'm at. And that's if I get stuck, I'll be very, very happy, uh, being stuck in that seat. So I kind of, it's kind of like planning out the future, not really knowing, you know, what the future holds. Your crystal ball, my crystal ball shot. It's been wrong every time, but it's just something to keep in mind in the back of your head, thinking, okay, if if the music stops here, am I going to be happy uh, in the long run? Can I live with my decision? And I, I'm a big believer in keeping that. Uh, kind of in uh, into your aperture uh, keeping that in your in your cross check when you're doing it okay cool airline or uh, flying pun good I got one of those in so after covering all that stuff um, I, I wanted to add a little like little bonus here this is kind of a crazy idea and this is the uh, uh, not just upgrading or moving around or whatever it's like well hell to with my company that I'm at, I don't necessarily like where I'm at or whatever domiciles, yada, yada. Why not Why not quit and go somewhere else? I mean, or or not, or should I? I remember I, when I first started out on this whole thing, I was told the best uh, airline is the one that calls you first. And I think that there has been a pretty uh, tectonic shift and it wasn't very slow, to be honest with you, and how people view it. Uh, most of my friends are domicile dependent they still want it they still want to go to a good quality company but it's got to have all it's got to meet all their right metrics and i think to me that is totally different than what i grew up on and the guys that i talked to and what they what they told me to look for so what i think is i'll I'll give you a, a for instance or for example i have a friend who flies for frontier they've they're merging with Spirit. Nobody really knows what that's going to look like. Most seniority list mergers, it lately have been have been okay. Um, I mean, there's been a few that have been recently that weren't uh, the greatest. Um, you can kind of figure out which ones you you think that is. I'll, I'll give you another, for instance. I at Atlas, I would say the seniority list merger was pretty good. The Polar guys and the Atlas guys tended to get along pretty well. Um, the arbitration of the contract wasn't the best and it kind of hosed them out of some good work rules and some pay stuff. And they, I believe I heard the, uh, the guys who who are in the know and smart about contractual stuff say they took, they took the four corners of the contract and they pulled it, uh, that's, they pulled it together and that's what they built the, uh, the, the merged company contract off of And it. it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a good one for Polar, and it wasn't necessarily a good one for the Atlas guys, but the pay rates went up, and that's all anybody cared about, which is unfortunate because that's not necessarily the most important part of a contract, and you'll see that once you're in the airline, and if you're in an airline, you know that already, that pay rates are are uh, cool and all, but you can you can make your, your monthly nut much bigger, and it has nothing to do with uh, hourly rate. I, I mean, I know guys who sit in the right seat of a narrow body. And those those folks are making more than, than I make per month just because of how they're able to manipulate scheduling uh, rules that work for them and and fly as much as I do. Now, that also, it depends on where you live and in domicile, outside, all that stuff. So one of the things that, I, well, what I'm talking about right now is if you don't why would you want to leave a company? Maybe you want to leave a company to go to another one, or maybe you don't. Like for instance, let's get back to the Frontier t- conversation. Uh, this uh, individual has talked about leaving Frontier to go to a major airline. And we've had the conversation many times. And I said, why, why? You know, what's? is it because of you want to go fly a wide body or you, you, you think that a major is where you need to be? When in reality, you probably can make you're going to do financially just as well, if not maybe a little bit better, uh, depending because you have relatively amazing seniority at a growing airline, and now a, now a rapidly growing uh, two airlines that are merging into one. You could upgrade. Um, you can live in domicile easier. You can, all this stuff. Uh, you if Spirit has amazing work rules, and hopefully all of those will stay intact. So why would you want to leave now on the flip side of that is you get on at a at a major carrier um and you want you really want to go and fly boxes at FedEx or ups or whatever and you're there at that major carrier for 10 months and you've put 500 to a thousand people already below you on the seniority list and you're like um I I just I gotta stay i, I I've got too much invested in it well, do you really have too much invested in it? I mean, 500 to 1,000 numbers and you're not happy. Maybe you're commuting across cross country and you're going to have to continue that commute for a while uh, or there's not a domicile near you and that's you're, you're going to have a, a commute that you don't enjoy or a commute that you don't want to do and you don't necessarily like the way the the airline is... Their root strike, whatever. I mean, picking the uniforms. You don't, whatever the case is. You don't, you or you just don't like flying people. Are you going to put up with that for the rest of your career because you have a couple numbers of seniority, or are you going to give it a try and go somewhere else where you're going to gain seniority relatively rapidly as well? I think the old adage of get hired, stay forever, and put your blinders on and go is no longer applicable in those first year, maybe even two years where you can go to a different airline, start over again and not have as much of a penalty in seniority just because of the way the hiring is working now. Another case in point was myself. I thought about it about two years after I got hired at my airline did excite did, I, when I was, um, when I was younger, I always I thought FedEx is where I wanted to be, even when I was little, before FedEx had all this other uh, industry leading this, that, the other thing. And I had talked to a couple of pilots at FedEx, and they're like, "Hey, eh, you know, I you got a lot of seniority. You, you might want to just stick around, and do you really like it? And I said, yeah, I really do enjoy where I'm at. And so, well, why do you want to leave? And it was an ego thing, I guess, or whatever. So that conversation is one that you can have. Uh, I know folks on the other side, I know folks who've left one airline after about 10 months to come to the airline I'm at for a host and variety of reasons. And it's worked out very well for them and they lost really no relative seniority. It was the accrual was, uh, in essence, the same that one year. It's kind of like paying off. Uh, if you, if you listen to uh, Dave Ramsey's financial advice, uh, and the snowball effect is yeah, you could pick the, the highest debt highest Percentage debt, uh, highest interest rate debt that you have, and try to pay that off first. But it might be your largest debt that you have. When in fact, the reality is, is if you go and you pay off the smallest debt, and then you roll whatever you're paying into that into the next one, and you get that snowball effect, and it's like the little victories lead up to the big stuff. And that that actual percentage isn't going to make much of a difference if you pay off all your debt, you know, in a, a very specific time frame, a year, two years, whatever the case is. It's not going to it's not going to mean much in the long run. Same thing kind of applies that if you walk away from the airline that you got hired at after a year, uh, you're really not going to lose that much seniority. I, in my opinion, you got to go somewhere where you want to be and you want to stay because this isn't getting hired for a few years or a couple of months. This is where you're going to be at for for you military folks. for You're going to be there for almost the equivalent amount of time that you spent in the military. And if you're not a military uh, individual and you get hired very young, or even if you're a hybrid military civilian and you get hired at age 26, 27, you you could be at your airline for almost 40 years. So you better enjoy working for the company that you're at and the people that you're with or, or be able to put up with it easier than other places. And I think that is a much different approach to being an airline pilot and getting hired than it was before. That is the uh, that is my look at the career road forks that we hit and, and decisions that you have to make along the way. It's it's It doesn't cover all, in fact, it doesn't cover even much of it. These are just some of the ideas that I thought about for this lecture and, and how some of those decisions will, will cause you, have a cause and effect to go along a different route and how you're going to make future decisions as you go throughout your airline career. On the next episode, we're going to hit up what happens when you start to get a little bored when things start to become routine in the airline month to month grind that we talked about in the career you've done all that you can. Uh, I think this is where we'll talk about that. There's some other stuff about kind of forking forks in the road and choosing different, choosing your own adventure. We'll talk some more about that and get more into the specifics of of what that can look like off flying the line uh, and not just aviating airplanes for a living. So, Hopefully, you're finding this very helpful, or at least uh, it's solidifying your opinions and desires of what you want to do. And if it's not, let us know. Or if you have questions, let me know. I'd love to help answer them. And I want to do it in person, April 22nd through the 24th uh, at TPNX in Orlando. I guess the formal times are 23rd through 24th, but we'll be having some informal stuff going on the 22nd, so we hope you can join us. You got any questions about this that the podcast or anything else uh you can talk to matt and i via at com. send us an email we'll get back to you as soon as possible or find us on the socials we're all over the place there find our correspondence let them know and they'll come get us find us you can also reach out to us via tpn pro that's a very easy way and very quick way to get a hold of us because it auto notifies matt and i right away so we're Right there, ready to chat. In uh in all these crazy times, remember, as always, keep the shiny side up, greasy side down, fly safe, everybody. Yes, yes, yes.